Hey, Brie. Hey. So what's cracking? Are we starting a podcast or what? We're starting a podcast. But it's more than a podcast. We're upgraded. I know. This is really fun. I feel official. I feel official too. Like I feel like a podcast girly. It's crazy that we don't have headphones on too because I feel like we're this is like (laughs) and we're just having a normal conversation. conversation. Yeah. Um, And I haven't seen you either. So this is like a good catch up for us. I know. How long has it been? Like a week. week. Not normal for us. I know. Crazy. What have you been up to this week? Um, Well, I got back from the cat skills oh yeah um and it was really nice i guess people call it upstate new york but it's only two hours going upstate so that was really it was a really short drive but it was so relaxing the airbnbs that we stayed at the airbnb that i stayed at was very oh my god it was amazing it was so vibey and oh, nice. it was a perfect relaxing weekend we cooked dinner oh, you i made cook? cookies from scratch from scratch wow. from the package Someone wipe like her. from the Betty Crocker package scratch. Oh, from the okay, not like the re- pre rolled. What if you're not like, I made pre-rolled. it from scratch, I like got the toll no, house. <laughs> <laughs> no, I made it from scratch, like the yeah. all of the ingredients were mixed together. I just had to add the eggs and the butter. Oh, okay, so I, so kind like, of from scratch, yeah, we can say that. Yeah, I'm a bad baker though, so I needed the extra help. Were they medium rare or were they well done? Oh, definitely soft, medium rare for sure. Rare. I yeah. love my cookies rare. Ooh. I always say to make them rare. Do you like your steak rare? I like my steak rare too. Same. I like all of my, even my pancakes, I'll like, wait, ew. I like them same. medium rare. No, same. We should go to Loring House for pancakes because they kind of make medium rare pancakes. I really, from your story that one time, yes. they were really good. Okay, yeah. Um, so what have you been up to? Um, Working yeah. a lot. Uh-huh. I went to the Drake concert last night. Are you? I know. Was, Are you still on a high? I was on a high. Like I don't think my emotions have felt like that in a long time. Actually, probably from the first time I saw Drake, which which was when I was in ninth grade. Like that, I felt the same emotions. Yeah, because he was playing the same music. Oh my god! I could like cry right now. I know it was really amazing, and I was in the the. The scene, it was at the Apollo, so there was uh-huh. only a thousand people in the whole audience, in the whole building. Oh my God. And the way that they sectioned the different areas off is there were only a, like 50 people per section. So it was, there was a lot of room, a lot of space, a lot of like chit chat with people. And I was belting every single word. And you know every song because it's just hit after hit after, after hit, hit after hit. I was really in my feels watching all the videos back today because he was he said that he hadn't performed in yeah. five years. And yeah. that was the last concert that I went to was five oh years God. ago. And I made Colette and all of a couple of our other friends pay like almost four hundred dollars for these tickets. And at the time we had no money. But I was like, trust me, you guys, this is going to be worth it. And it was like the most pure hive ever felt. Mm-hmm. I was only drinking, but I felt just like in a, I was in a state of euphoria the entire time. Oh, I yeah. feel like I could have been on drugs if that's what it feels like to be on drugs. But this was all pure bliss. I literally, I had probably half of a drink because there were free drinks and I don't turn down anything free. <laughs> and I got home. I was 
up until two in the morning because you, I was so, like, no, you were actually up until three thirty six. Really? Yeah. Because I was texting. that was the last time I got a text from you. So you were up. I was up. It was you really amazing. I so I met Drake once. I oh. met Drake once <laughs> and his hands were really soft. You touched his hands and it inspired me, my friend to have soft hand competitions <laughs> and every Friday we would like have a panel in our English class and have people touch our hands because we wanted them to be as soft as Drake's wait but right now my hands not. are kind of muggy yeah, <laughs> they're kind of clammy <laughs> my hands are, are you nervous okay anywho <laughs> I love that yeah it was really fun and um I think that there's an elephant in the room oh yeah and it's not my it's it's not me it's not you. No. It's definitely me. It's definitely you. It's definitely me. I think I have some some things to address. So you went to this cat skills alone with friends. Alone with friends. If you came to Drake, you would have come alone. <laughs> yeah. And you would have, you know, been out there. Uh-huh. So what is your yeah. status of your relationship? Am I single? Is what you're asking. Yes. Are you single? I'm single. Wow. I'm a newly single gal. Wow. I know. That's <laughs> from the audience. I'm um, a newly single gal. For how long? It's been some months. Okay. Yeah. So how are it's, you feeling? It's been some months, and I was actually thinking about this, talking about this. I was like, I'm probably going to look really happy, but that's because it happened some months ago, and I've already had the proper time to process reflect and now this is kind of like my healing stage that's great I so can you walk me through what happened it seemed like you guys were on a really great trajectory we loved the content (laughs) um and what was the feeling like when it actually Mm. happened yeah so the relationship was always really great it felt like in in my mind and I don't know it was funny because I got a lot of DMs about like, are you still dating like low key man? And I thought that was really funny because I know a lot of people wouldn't know his situation, but he started school in the fall. He started um, business school, getting his MBA program. He started business school, mm-hmm. doing an MBA program. And after that, it never really dawned on me that things would change drastically. I think going into it we were both like oh life is gonna go on as normal Mm -hmm. and if anything we're probably gonna see each other more because he's not working 24 7 and applying for school and applying for school and studying for school because you were long distance the whole duration yeah we've been long distance the entire relationship so it didn't seem like there was gonna be that big of a shakeup but I think what happened was our both of our schedules got very busy And whenever he started school, I think we both started on the same page and life for the both of us started moving so quickly that eventually we just veered off into different directions very quickly. Mm -hmm. So then the next time that we saw each other in person, it felt like we were on completely different pages. So I think it was in those moments where I started to have feelings of being unhappy Mm -hmm. in the relationship. Mm -hmm. And I eventually after sitting on those thoughts for a little bit I finally had to voice those concerns and 
in the end, I think that he just wanted different things. Mm -hmm. We both wanted different things and the relationship did not fit into our lives anymore. Mm -hmm. And when they were going into school, was this something that you both discussed as a possibility of you guys growing apart? No, not at all. I will say like it definitely caught me off guard for sure. Mm -hmm. I think it I don't want to speak for him, but I have to imagine that neither of us saw how busy we would both be in our own respective lives. And I remember telling myself, like, the long distance for me was a blessing and a curse because, one, it allowed me to operate very independently in a relationship, which I really value. I value my independence in a relationship. But the other side to that was that I was building a life without that person mm -hmm. and that was really hard. I but think. you, you kind of, from when we were talking about it before, mm -hmm. and I think me and you are very similar in this way when you were forming this relationship. Yeah. A fear of mine is being super dependent on a relationship where this one person is my whole entire life. Yeah. So when you were building something with him, you told me you were like I want to have different a totally different friend group I want mm -hmm. to if God forbid it ended it could be something more seamless than something really dramatic yeah which and, it wasn't dramatic at all and I have to say that's kind of exactly what happened mm -hmm. which in a sense I find I actually feel very at peace with that part like mm -hmm. I think that's what that was the nice thing about the breakup. Mm -hmm. Like, obviously, there are no good things that come whenever you break up. But if you had to find a silver lining in it, that was it, right? Mm -hmm. Was my life continued to operate day to day just without a really, like, big person in it. And, you know, there was no, like, awkward conversations of, okay, well, I never had to think about if I was going to run into him at a bar or at dinner or at our friend's birthday parties. Like, we actually are both going to completely live our separate lives of each mm -hmm. other and be able to move on without that person being in our life or part of our life now, which who's to say if that's probably the right way to go about it. I feel like that was a silver lining in it is because you don't have to have any of that. It completely removes any of that awkwardness. But yeah, I was I mean, in the moment, it was definitely really tough. Like I didn't see it coming. I definitely didn't want that. But at the same time, I feel like I saw this quote from Jay Shetty and it was something about how he basically said that if someone can love you and you can have love for that person, but that doesn't mean that you're compatible. Mm -hmm. And I kind of feel I felt that in the relationship was we have a ton of love and respect for each other. But I think in the end, we both had to make I had to make the best decision for myself. And that meant that we were no longer compatible. Wow. That's a really great way of putting it. And it also honors the relationship in a way that it was great at the time. It was an amazing moment. Yeah. And unfortunately, when things come to an end, you have to go through your own healing process and journey. Mm -hmm. And you were now in our mid-20s, mid to late 20s. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, I keep, I keep <laughs> holding on mid, but it's definitely it's middle, definitely late. Middle, late. Yeah, it's definitely late. And so this is you've been through several breakups. What yeah. makes this one different than yeah. the other ones? Yeah, I feel like I've lived. I feel like I'm living my life in chapters 
Mm-hmm. And every breakup that I've had in the past to me feels like it's the closing of that chapter. Mm-hmm. And I feel really grateful for that in a way. Like I can actually bookmark my life and kind of like it helps me see my life through a story. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the difference between this breakup was I can I can confidently say that we were together in such a pivotal moment in my life to where I felt like I was going like this, just up and up and up. And I learned so much from him in that time in my life. Mm-hmm. Like, you know that I hate I hate to say this because I don't want to like discredit any of like my past relationships, but I feel like the next relationship just got better and better. Like mm-hmm. my next partner was just better, like mm-hmm. better than the last, better than the last. And I definitely felt that about him. I felt that about my last relationship was he was the best person for me in the moment. Mm-hmm. And it it kind of I think it kind of proved to me like I don't have to settle Mm -hmm. you don't have to settle for things that you don't want to settle for yeah so that's how this breakup was different right as I was like you know what I it taught me that I didn't have to settle and that there are other people out there that can meet me in all of these different things and that I'm looking for Mm -hmm. so yeah I it's so funny because our other friend Brie she said this when we were out and it was such a small This is moment. who I think of when I talk about it. Yeah, yeah. She was like, we were talking at the time me and her were both single and she was like, Sasana, like you can have it all. You can just don't <laughs> yeah. settle. You can literally have whatever you want. And I was like, you know what? You're right. I would rather be single than with a lackluster yes. person yeah. that doesn't check every one of my boxes, Yep. which I think some people are totally different where I wouldn't feel lonely if I or I'd rather feel a little bit lonely sometimes than a pain of a hindrance to my life because this man does not (laughs) fill my cup yeah Mm -hmm. check the boxes so Mm -hmm. tell me a little bit about the healing journey and it's interesting because I've feel like we've been not going through it together but but we have we have been Mm -hmm. I mean I think you've been here since the first moments of me even having these thoughts of feeling unhappy in the relationship and so I feel like you have definitely been on this healing journey with me but I actually got asked the question like how do you handle going through a breakup and breakups are never easy but it was a the perfect storm for me because I had the holidays Mm -hmm. and the holidays happened to be my birthday. I was with my family in Texas and then I got to spend Christmas in Boston with my family there. And I just made sure to surround myself by all of my family, which in any instance or moment of like challenge or struggle, they are the most grounding people for me and my friends. Mm -hmm. We did so many dinners. We did so many late nights. We had so many great discussions and conversations and moments and mm-hmm. you send me a lot of really great resources that I got to did I watch yeah you did oh good remember the the YouTube essay about oh yes how to know if you're compatible with someone <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so and I also I also I feel lucky and that I have the privilege to um 
and I have access to mental health resources. I've been talking to my therapist about it weekly. Mm-hmm. Um, we have regular sessions about it. So being able to have that to process it. And I just like I've just tried to surround myself with my community. You know, I got to go on trips like I went on a girl's trip to Paris. I went on this like quieter trip to the Catskills and I just tried to, yeah, do things around people that are going to fill my cup, lift me up, bring me joy and not necessarily distract me because I definitely have had moments where I'm alone and might just cry because it like hits me in the moment. And I make sure to try to feel those feelings and be present in those moments also. So that way I can feel all of the ups and the downs throughout the process. I think what I've learned about you in this time period is how independent you are, which is so wild. Do you remember we talked about this? In in a different episode? Well, we can talk about it later today. Oh, yes. But you and I were recording and I talked about how my biggest fear is like, what if I'm too independent and I can't I would can tell myself that I can't lean on someone mm-hmm. when times where I need to. Mm-hmm. You can know. lean on me. <laughs> I have leaned on you a ton. <laughs> yes. We talk about how you are independent, potentially over independent. <laughs> yeah. So what are some tangible things that you're taking from this as you go on your healing journey? I don't know if you're dating. Um I don't know how to I don't know how to define dating, but I can say that I'm having fun. I'm having fun. I don't that's the biggest deflection of a question ever. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know the question. I, I don't understand the question. I don't know what dating is. <laughs> because da- I don't I'll tell you I'm not going on dating apps, but I'm yeah. having fun. I am saying yes to more things. Okay. And I don't know. Am I putting myself out there? I don't know. I actually don't know if I'm putting myself out there. Are the DMs open or closed? The DMs are definitely open. Okay. I think. Yeah. Yeah. They're open. They're open. Yeah. Like if I DM to you, you'd respond. You for sure, yes. So what is the entry line that a potential bachelor should say to get your attention? We were just talking. I was just talking about this with Colette and Marcus, Mm -hmm. that there is a tasteful way to flirt with a random person that you don't know or a stranger. Okay. And the DMs, DMs, I feel like taking the slightest bits of movements is better than just a flat out direct DM. For example, if someone follows you, Mm -hmm. okay, that's one signal that maybe they're potentially interested or could be interested. If they go through all of my photos and start liking them, then I can obviously see that they're liking my photos. And then maybe there's a time and a place where they slide. Where they okay, so it needs to be a gradual slide. Gradual slide. It can't slide. be like an avalanche. It cannot be an avalanche. No. no, I think that would probably. It would cause you. It would to, cause concern. It, yeah, depending on who it was. Oh yeah, if it was like, I'm trying to think of like an eligible bachelor, and I literally can't. think I of mean, one. Drake. Hello. Okay, if it was Drake, then. For sure. For sure. Slide. 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 Um, so, okay. So a gradual bunny gradual slope. Gradual bunny slope. Green into yeah. the blue, into the black into the diamond. Black. Yes. Into brilliums. Yeah. 
Okay, so as someone who is a semi-public figure, when we were talking about this with Cammy too, because mm. she went through a breakup and she thought it was so strange, which it is strange that you have to address it publicly. Yeah. So what were what were your parameters <clears throat> when this relationship was ending as someone who posted you weren't like public about your relationship you weren't doing like couples of vlogs yeah right so even bringing it back then how much of your relationship did you knowingly decide to share so we went for the longest time where I will like to say you know I'm sure it existed before Mm -hmm. but I did soft launch the relationship. I think people knew that I was in a relationship because I posted, you know, pictures of us holding hands mm-hmm. or I, I posted that. pictures where I completely cropped off, cropped out his head, <laughs> which is so funny, but <laughs> uh, like still necessary to this day mm-hmm. um, to, to the, keep our relationship private for a number of reasons. And then finally we went public. I think it was like months, 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 months later. And it was a conversation that we both had to have. And it's a conversation that I would still have going forward because people are, you know, people do care and people are very weird about that. Those things. I went on a dating show. So naturally, I think people are interested or more interested in my love life than anything else. Mm-hmm. Um so going into it, it was that I wanted it to, you know, I wanted to share aspects of my relationship. And it worked out because whenever we were together, we did share Mm -hmm. aspects of our relationship. And whenever we weren't together, it was like my completely own thing. And I didn't have to share about it. I never shared, you know, I never shared like intimate details of our relationship. I'm not that type of person. And I will say even the breakup was really weird to figure out how to navigate that online Mm -hmm. because... Oh, I think I, I got a lot of really weird DMs from people about like, oh, I know you and so-and-so broke up or I know your relationship ended or you look single. And the thing is, is like I'm on my own timeline. I don't respond to anyone and I don't feel obligated to share anything about my life that is personal to me that I don't want to share. I don't feel pressure in that way. But I feel like it is important for me to say that we're both human beings for me to have responded in a way or for me to have said, oh, I just broke up or just got out of a relationship. I feel like it doesn't give the relationship or even that person the space to process things on their own. Mm-hmm. I, his friends follow me. I follow his friends. I think that he deserves the the time and the space to be able to process that on his own without me having to jump onto a podcast or yeah. I see people who really probably do have to release breakup statements, but post like breakup statements, which is something that I never want to have to do. Um, But it's for those reasons. Like I didn't, the last thing I wanted to do was go out and say something with heightened emotions and say something that I might regret or say something that could have come off in a weird way. Yes. And it even goes back to how many times have you had a reaction to something in the moment and 24 hours later, if someone asked you the same question, you would have a totally different answer. 48 hours, a week, a month, two months, months, three months, where then as time goes on, your your response starts to stabilize a little bit. Exactly. So taking that time 
Exactly. It's respectful for him because it's not, it's more about you and your response yeah. to the relationship. Than exactly. Him. Exactly. And it's funny too, because I was thinking about what Cammy said, mm-hmm. definitely not posting my next relationship until I have a ring on my finger. Oh, wait at all. Yeah. <laughs> I saw this TikTok. I'm blanking. Oh, I, I'm mad that I don't know his name, but he was like, he literally was like, why would you post your relate? Like, why would you post your relationship? It's- he was like, it's kind of like posting. I wish I remember what he compared it to, but he was like, no, that's for the birds. And I I agree. It's for the birds. I agree. Because things change. Life changes. Life throws you lemons and yeah. there are wrenches. And like, I don't, I don't know anyone in response to anything that I do. Yeah, you don't. So it's might as well just keep it out of the It's interesting as you picture. get older because same with me with my relationship mm-hmm. where I people are like you should post him more, like you should do this more. And I'm like, I feel like we're both adults and he's older and established. Yeah. Like there doesn't need to be a outward look into our relationship especially yeah while it's still budding and it's there's nothing solid about a relationship until well there are things that are yeah solid, but yes, but in terms of extreme security until you are engaged or married or have kids and even then things change things. <laughs> even then yeah how do you feel about it would you post your significant other i mean i have yeah, what, what sort is of. your outward view on how I go about posting my relationship online? Well, I, I, and I think it's what everyone is comfortable with, mm-hmm. right? Like, I think it if he's like, sure, I don't care. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, let's share. And if you if that's what feels good to you in the moment, then do, do it. it. You can always delete photos. Like, yeah, you you know. But how would you categorize it? I want to know from from an outsider perspective how you would categorize my approach. Is it outward? Is it not outward? I would say it's not that outward. Not like that you're outward. not kissing him. You're oh, yeah, not no. posted up side by side. You guys are both cheesing, cameras front on. Like I actually really love how you've been doing it. If anyone is interested, you should go look at Sessa's Instagram. And she's been very tastefully soft launching. Soft launch. For, I think soft launch till the hard launch, which will be engagement. It, yeah, I love that. That's Yeah. That's what I'm going to do. I, it's soft launch until. I can't show my nails because they're not. <laughs> um. So, yeah, I like. Yeah. And so how has healing been? Do you feel like you're finally ready to have fun? Mm hmm. Yeah, I've been having fun. Like I said, I've been saying yes to a lot of things. I've been very open minded. I was talking to my Nana the other day and I said, you know what? I just feel so giggly these days. Like I just feel really happy and I have a lot of things that I want to prioritize right now. So yeah, I feel, I feel really, I feel good. You know, Mm -hmm. it definitely is still come. I, it still comes in waves for sure. Um, still feels like he's a part of my life in so many different ways. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think moving forward was the best thing for me to do. And I I feel very confident in that right now. Good. Yeah. I think it's interesting having a relationship-based podcast when both of us are not outwardly 
talking about our relationships in detail. That's true. But can we also talk about we're both now coming into this in completely different situations now from whenever we started? Yeah, six months ago, I was single-ish. Yeah. You were... When I met you, you were going on dates. I was going on dates. You had bays. I had bay. I had, I I was I was dating. I was single. It was New York. I was having fun. I was giggly. Yeah, I was giggling. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you were giggling. And now how the tables have turned. I know. Like the tables have completely turned. Now I'm single. I know. And I'm like a hermit and I just don't go out anymore. Okay. Is this your first relationship? No. I don't even know. Oh. No. Oh. Yeah. I had a relationship. I was in a relationship in, at the end of college. Wow. Yes. I didn't know this. This is news to me. Yeah. How? We don't talk about it. Okay. We don't talk about it. How does this relationship feel different compared to your last ones? I mean, it feels 100% different. Mm. I think that in my last relationship, mm-hmm. the parts of me that my partner, my ex-partner, didn't like were the parts of me that my current partner loves where it feels like I don't have to hide who I am don't make me cry (laughs) I feel see this is where I'm saying like I get like kind of emotional oh my god wait now I'm gonna cry wait now I'm not gonna cry but I felt (laughs) very there are qualities to everybody that are not good nor bad but dependent on the situation you're in they can turn into being really bad qualities Mm. if that makes sense so being messy or being late these are things that are like okay generally bad qualities but if you're with someone that makes you feel less anxious so that your space you feel like you want to take care of yourself and create a better space versus berating you or if you tend to be late and is fine with that and will always push the reservation back because they know that that's just who you are to, to, to a degree where it's not, not obviously overpowering yeah, and enabling. So there were a lot of parts of me that I very much resented and felt were not seen seen or I'm trying to think of the, the word for it. I felt ashamed of some qualities and that is being really ambitious, but also being super anxious about it. And an example of that is when I was in my previous relationship, I was super anxious. It was the last year of school. I was interviewing for doing consulting and this person just wasn't really supportive of me kind of shifting out of who, like shifting from one segment of my life, which was being a college student to being in the real world. Right. And I remember when I started my nonprofit, I thought back to that time and I was like, if I wanted to start that nonprofit in that relationship, I never would have done it because I never would have felt confident enough to put myself out there Mm. to do that versus in this current relationship. And also when I'm alone and independent, I feel super empowered because I practice a lot of the things that make sure that I feel confident in who I am as an individual so all of those things 
the good things that I build when I'm alone and independent and over the summer were definitely are heightened now where it's like, I feel like I can put myself out there on this podcast and do this thing. But then also with work, I feel super, super supportive and I feel like it's just a totally different person. I was really bad in my friendship relation. It was just, it was not indicative of my best self. So I think that's really interesting. And I think that's how you can kind of tell if you're in a healthy relationship versus an unhealthy relationship Mm -hmm. is do people like who I am with this person? Mm -hmm. And I think that is one of the qualities that I love about Bay, your Bay, is that I feel like I can see that and I can see it's really beautiful to see that someone can bring out the best qualities in someone. Even like you said, the qualities that are neither good nor bad, but someone who can it's kind of endearing in a way for them to be like, okay, I'm gonna tell Sasa that the reservation is at this time, even though it's an hour later because I know she's gonna be really late. Mm-hmm. And work around that and be and like, around that. it's fine. Like, no worries. It's okay. Because I beat myself up about it. Yeah. Which sucks. It really is a testament to the how healthy of a relationship you're in when I think mm-hmm. people can see that, wow, you have grown and you have, you like, you are just the best version mm-hmm. of yourself. You can still get better, obviously. There's room for improvement for everyone. But mm-hmm. even in the past, like, year like year two years that we have been living in the same place together I feel like I've seen significant growth from you I think another example is just how you feel about yourself too because in some relationships in times in my life I felt so horrible about myself with low self-esteem if you're crying and upset as a baseline in a relationship or even when you're dating yourself being alone that is a bad indicator like yeah. that is just bad versus if you feel happy in a relationship that is a good thing yeah. so and if something ever teeters to the point where the negatives outweigh the positives that's when you know hey we need to check ourselves we need to yeah. figure this out on that point mm-hmm. I feel like one of the biggest learnings that I have had you remember you said what is something tangible that you are kind mm-hmm. of taking away from this relationship mm-hmm. is having those moments where I still check in with myself I think in hindsight I wish that you know just because things were going great for me mm-hmm. and felt good for me mm-hmm. I wish I had a little bit deeper self-awareness to check in with myself about what like if we were still compatible Mm -hmm. and if Mm -hmm. I still wanted the same things and if what those things looked like, like if I had asked myself those questions in the moment. So I think it's important to be able to like sit down and have real conversations with yourself and real self-reflection about if you are happy with who you are, Mm -hmm. if you're happy with where it's going, if you really are compatible, if your needs are really being met, do you feel happy with yourself? Mm-hmm. And it's a yeah. really good indicator of like, I think how, where you are in the relationship. And I wish I had done that. Yes. That's such a doing a lone reflection. And I think also I was reading this self-help book about like your shadow self. What's Do you know what that called? is? It's um, 
I like forget. It was like an article. I'll send it to you. Okay. And we'll post it. Yeah. Somewhere. Um, but shadow work is really thinking about your childhood traumas and what wasn't met when you were a child, teenager, mm. and now a young adult. And you really have to nurture that self in order to really reflect on one's pathway forward. And that's something I did when I was single a lot and need to do now, which is what are the biggest stressors in my life when it comes to all of the different things? Like I moved around a lot as a child, so sometimes that instability can feel weird to me, but I'm also super competitive and ambitious. So do I feel like those needs are being met in a relationship? So. I like that point of continuing the self-worth mm-hmm. when you're single and in a relationship. I love that. Would you say that that's how you maintain some of your independence in um, a relationship? By doing those that practice? I think so. I think it's also... Um, doing... I don't, I think it's different per person. I feel super independent in my relationship number for several reasons. Number one, I go into my office every single day. Mm -hmm. So for some reason that just routine makes me like not, I'm always around this one person. And then also not centering my social life around my partner is super important. Self-reflecting. And then I think what's important to me is making sure my partner has individual relationships with each of my friends because then it feels like, okay, I'm not just dragging around this dusty boy, <laughs> you know, the friend that gets that boyfriend. And then you're like, oh, he's here again. Like, oh, so annoying. He doesn't even talk to me. He doesn't know anything about me. Like he does not give a frick about this girl's yeah. friends or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So making sure and that's more of a quality of a partner of someone that would want to get Mm -hmm. to know your friends but I think that is my number weirdly my number one thing of being independent because it feels like okay my friends approve of this person Mm -hmm. it doesn't feel like I'm separating my friendship time and boyfriend time and constantly outweighing who I'm spending more time with yeah because I can really mold them together and my friends have an appreciation for who I'm dating and my partner has an appreciation for my friends so therefore when I'm like friend I want to I'm spending some time with my boyfriend to go to a concert they're like oh my god have fun friend partner I need to spend some time with my friend we're doing this really fun thing Catan night that we do every week and there's a appreciation for that because he knows all of my friends it's so important it's Mm -hmm. so so important and it really is such an attractive quality I I text I love the fact that I can text our friend's boyfriend Marcus Mm -hmm. and be like do you want to go to solid core tomorrow morning (laughs) at eight and he shows up for me and we show up for each other and I love I love that I love Mm-hmm. love that I think it's literally the most attractive quality in people that can that can do that and that can really take it it's just I don't know I think it just goes to show that like that could be your 
person mm-hmm. because your life you can conjoin you can join lives together and it is just really beautiful whenever things just feel seamless and everyone is on the same page yeah but it can also be messy where it's like if things don't work out then it's like for sure absolutely so it's a balance because we've there, talked about both sides of the coin yes yeah it's definitely it's a, it's a balance so I think it is to that point it is important sometimes to maintain the independence in relationships a little bit mm-hmm. um I mean that's that's why I have to so. yeah yeah which is <laughs> why like we're such opposites because there's wait there's a video I have to show I have to pull up this video but it is it's Sagittarius to the it's to the T it's like I'm a Sagittarius I like you but from a distance (laughs) and I was like oh my god I think that's me I feel like that is you too I was like oh it's gonna be gone never mind but but then everything that she did it was like I really really liked him until he liked me back yeah that's an anxious attachment style anxious avoidant attachment style over here so So, now that you're in the dating world what are your icks when it comes to dating so it's funny because I've been thinking about my icks a lot because I also as part of my reflection like when I look back at things and I'm like wow in hindsight like that really bothered me Mm -hmm. one okay here I'm gonna give a few icks Mm -hmm. one of my icks is someone that cannot someone that doesn't validate your feelings and how you feel if it's not happy 24-7 or optimistic 24-7. Yes. I will say my family, there are a lot of um, mental health problems that run in my family, including like panic attacks, depression, anxiety, and I feel like it's very easy for those feelings to like creep up on me sometimes and sometimes I just go into a really dark place. Mm-hmm. But I don't ever want to feel bad for being in a dark place ever. Mm -hmm. Like I don't ever want to do that. So that's an ick if someone's like, oh, well, you should be happy. (laughs) Like if you are denying my feelings. That's like the parents when you were like, I'm depressed. They're like, don't be depressed. Just be happy. (laughs) Or like. Don't be sad. Don't be sad. Be happy. It's like, well, it doesn't really work <laughs> that way. So, okay. Um, that's an ick. So if someone can't validate how you feel and your feelings in the moment, especially if that's like just you want to feel. You mm-hmm. just want to feel those things. Ick. But that's like stunted emotional maturity where, yeah. for example, one time I told this person I was saying like a really intense emotional thing that happened to me uh-huh. and they couldn't respond at all which is fine in the moment if you're like okay I can't respond but it was like you don't have to like say something profound just like thank you so much for sharing that yeah and like give it a little bit of of time but someone that can't respond to emotional vulnerability is something that's like okay wait like how are we going to go through any hardship in life together we might not be able to. No. Yeah. Next. Okay. Next. Okay. My other ick is someone that wakes up at 6.30 or 6 a.m. on the weekends. I think it's fine if, you, if this revolves around your job. Like you mm-hmm. really have to be up for this. Mm-hmm. Or, or you know, you're, that you, that's what your job requires. Or you're getting on a really early flight. Mm-hmm. Or 
I don't know. It has to be very specific to the situation. But if you are just like I'm popping up at 6 a.m. on a Saturday, who I'm does scared. That? Who does? You're that? a serial killer. Who does that? I'm just saying it's my ick. <laughs> it's my ick. Don't don't come to me. Yeah. Don't text me. I if feel you're like waking I up at 6 a.m. on a Saturday. Like sleep in like a normal person. Yeah. Sleep in like a normal person. Who wakes up at 6 a.m. on Saturday? I, I don't even to know do who what? this ick would re- apply to. Exactly. I, except for sometimes I call you. What's the earliest time I've FaceTimed you where you're like, whoa? I I don't know. And if you did, it's, it, like like I'm saying, if it's certain situations, like I popped out of bed at 5 a.m. because of jet lag, which happens, and I'm texting you at 6 a.m., fine. Yeah. Like that, of course. Like I said, yeah. it has to be a very specific situation that – Somehow you ended up waking up at 6 a.m. Okay. But if you're like enjoying life, (laughs) you have nothing. Work is not requiring that you wake up at 6 a.m. or something immediate in your world is not requiring you to wake up at 6 a.m. But you're waking up at 6 a.m. on a Saturday. I'm concerned for your health. Mm -hmm. Okay. I respect that. Yeah. It's definitely not me. So I don't know. I think one of my icks is like guys who post on Instagram yeah I really dislike it I really do I really do yep or like in any capacity I think my 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 current partner doesn't have any social media or anything and I think like that's the, just it's like so, it be it's so attractive when a guy doesn't have social if a guy is like this <laughs> ick like you are Ick. wanting random people to like your photo. Yeah. Ick. It's okay if we do it. But when they do it. 100. I don't want my partner to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think it's fine for men to do it. Like mm-hmm. that's great. But I have. There's one male influencer that I follow and his content is hilarious. And I'm like this is to the extent that I would be interested in someone is because you're posting content for other people's enjoyment. Like to make people laugh. And I'm like, yes, all the way. Oh, but thirst traps, like, look at me. It's too much. Too much. Okay, so my ick is when a man doesn't know how to make a reservation or, like, doesn't know where the good places to eat are and are eating at really bad, like, really Instagram-y places. Like, have some, like, read the New York Times restaurant opening list. It's and not that hard. It's a daily out newsletter. What the reservation thing is, and and call Google. how have a to person. get a reservation at yes, and like you know have a connect at a restaurant, mm-hmm. and you know put it together. Yeah. Don't be like I don't know. We could go where I don't want to eat somewhere bad. I want to eat Period. somewhere really great quality food, yeah. cultured. Someone that has a really um, boring taste palette. Ooh. is something that is an ick. So someone who doesn't eat sushi. Yes. If he oh. was like, I, ew, that grosses me out. Or like, I don't want to eat XYZ type place. Mm. Like, or has so many amendments where they like are just eating buttered noodles or something. Yeah. Like that's a definite like we get would, out more. We would not be compatible. No. No. No, definitely. At all. Food is very. Yes. Food's our thing. Like. Yeah, I love to eat out. It's my favorite thing. So that's what I really like about my current relationship is he is the best taste. He has the best taste. Yeah. Um, 
so many restaurants that he gave me to put on my list. Oh, good. Yeah. I'm glad we can go on a triple double date. Yeah. <laughs> TV soon. Wait, we should record a podcast on the double date. We should. But we just like should. the microphone should be in the back. So it's just us. Like, okay, this just happened. Um, um, another yeah, one yeah. is if a man doesn't know geography mm. very well of mm-hmm. the city you're in. Really? And especially if they don't know like Brooklyn geography oh. and New York and Manhattan geography. Okay. Where they're like, oh, do you want to go somewhere in Brooklyn? They only pick like Misi. Or they're like, oh, you live in Brooklyn? Let's go to Dumbo House. Where it's like, mm. no, these are different. Yeah. They're different geographies. You need to figure out where the locations are, what the optimal timing is. Yeah. That is something I personally shouldn't have to think about it's your job love that that's a really good one it's a i mean more less an ick but i think a great quality is someone who has foresight to know not only where the reservations are but like specifically geography where they are and like planning they're not bringing you to like the the same same old same old same old restaurant area like Mm -hmm. Williamsburg in this area, West Village in this area. Yeah. Yeah. Love that. I and love I said this on out. the episode with Melissa, but if a guy when I was dating automatically was like, let's go, this is like a super niche ick. But if yeah. they are automatically like, let's go to Soho House, that's an ick to me. Because then yeah. it's like you're putting zero effort into, because when I am being like, let's meet somewhere to someone, I'll be like, let's just go to Soho House, but that's just the least effort you could put. One hundred. We literally have. I have my membership specifically for those like we're not thinking, we're just going. Mm-hmm. Like it, this is the last, last, last resort. Mm-hmm. Yeah, New York has so many great places to go to. Yeah, we don't need to go and get a Paloma that takes an hour to get there. <laughs> The biggest indirect compliment I think I got one time was whenever someone was like, wow, you've been to a lot of restaurants in Brooklyn. I was like, thank you. Like, I really do try to mm-hmm. venture out and That's stay right. out of Manhattan as much as I can. Oh, I have, I have one more. Ick. When a guy is only friends with one type of person, like a mm-hmm. single race or gender or mm-hmm. religion or even just just their high school friends or just their college friends and every single weekend they're only hanging out with the same group of people that's valid that's like that's very valid you need to you need to diversify and drought your because i think what makes someone and we can have a full episode about this what makes have to the best quality of someone is that they <clears throat> listen to diverse narratives mm-hmm. so that their opinions are very open yes yes i like it's funny because i told i said this to brie one time because i think we were both in situationships with people from college this was like years ago Mm -hmm. and i remember telling her like no these are not our people like we will never be in relationships with these people not to say that they're bad people but it was like it was to say that we have now expanded our network and we've met new people we ventured out into completely different cities we're friend our friend group is so much more diverse and they just could not say the same thing yeah and I think she would she would look back at that now and be like yeah you were right but it's true it's always like that that's how it is for me that's how I feel now at least Mm -hmm. yeah it's crazy how the things we thought were cool like weren't cool aren't or like they change based off of how much you get out in life like I remember my 
previous partner, our first date was at like Soho House, and I thought it was the coolest thing ever. Like we're going to Soho House. Yeah, like oh my god. And then now I'm like, oh wait, but he was just literally. Okay, I have one final question. Okay, what is it? Do you think it's weird then if someone were to only hang out with their friends from college? Yes. And high school? Yes. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. It depends where you live, I'd yeah. say. But if you're in a city that is as cosmopolitan as New York, mm-hmm. kind of the point of being here is to explore yeah. different people. And there's also a whole community of people that like are locals and live here and grew and grew up here, especially as transplants. Yeah. Like you need to immerse yourself in the community through volunteering or meeting new people or going to new restaurants or, or starting a podcast or starting a podcast. I think that it is more indicative of just maybe being a little less adventurous, yeah. which is definitely valid if that's what someone wants. But for me, what I want is someone who we're constantly doing different things. So I think that is a deal breaker. Do you think so too? Yeah, I do. That was yeah. my recent thought. If, you know, yeah, it's definitely yeah. thick. It's thick. Well, thank you for listening. Glad we got to catch up. This and was good. This was good. Now we don't have to talk again for a week. <laughs> I'm sure I'll hear from you tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. <laughs> okay. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Hello, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to Yeah, But Who Cares? We care a lot about what you think. And actually... Your reviews really help us out. So please like, subscribe, follow or comment and leave a review. Even if it's negative, we want to improve. And I'd like to give a big fat disclaimer. We are not professionals. We are not therapists. We are not financial professionals. So please seek out professional help. Um, And this podcast was produced with our friends over at Yeah But Who Cares, including our trusty producer, Serena. Serena. Um, it was also produced in partnership with Under the Influence. Shout out Under the Influence. Shout out Under the Influence. Where can people find us? If you want to find us, you can find us on our personal pages, Bree Springs and Sasana. Yes. But more importantly, you can find Yabu Who Cares on Instagram, LinkedIn, TikTok, Twitter, YouTube. Did I miss anything? I, that's actually the most accurate one. Yeah, that's the most, those are the most important ones. Yes. So thank you. Goodbye. See you next week. Kisses. Kisses. Kisses.